On today's show, we have part two of the Elster Family Trip Report. This is Double Your WDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 138. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WDW.com, the Disney World Planning website. And with me is my charming husband, Kurt. Tech nasty. Is that party bus coming back for you? You and Vin Diesel? Yeah, I'm waiting for Ludacris to pick me up at the party bus. Your family. It's family. It's family. How many times can we say family? Family. Have you family. ever seen the Fast and the Furious movies? Uh, it's been a long time. I saw the first few and then I was like, what is even happening anymore? I mean, I thought they were all stupid, but, you know, from stupid went downhill. You know, the charm of it's the a- first one is that it's unintentionally stupid. And then after that, you can't recreate that magic. Well, they tried like 12 times. I mean, ignoring that it's one of the most commercially successful franchises ever created. Mm, Well, you know, sometimes literally everyone is wrong. (laughs) And this is one of those times. You know, really, a lot of the success was just it was one of the early movies to be like, let's have a multiracial cast. And lo and behold, it was more successful. Oh, well, okay, so that's a positive. Yeah, I like that. But, you know, I don't need Vin Diesel telling me that we're family 400 times and then hanging off a helicopter. Excuse me? You heard me. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so where did we leave off the last time we spoke? I mean, on this podcast, not in general. We live together. We had flown to Orlando. Okay. COVID be damned. Mm-hmm. Gone to Universal Studios. Hit all two parks. Well, three, because they consider their water park a park. All right. Well, I don't. Oh, all right. We hit all two parks and their hotel extra ticketed pool. Volcano Bay. <laughs> you mean the water park? Yes. So we hit all three Universal parks. They call, they call their water yes. park a park. We did all eight rides they have to offer. There's four in each park. That's not true. And then we left. I'm going to go ahead and advise. And now we're going to Disney World. I'm going to advise anyone who didn't listen to part one to listen to part one. Because none of that is accurate at all. You sit on a throne of lies. Last we left off, we went to Universal Studios, threw our luggage in the car. We got a text from Pop Century Resort saying our room is ready, as I recall. And then we made our way over to Disney World. So should we pick up there? All right. I'm going to take that as a yes. I don't know. Sometimes the soundboard is all you need to communicate. This soundboard speaks for me now. Who needs words? Hooray! I'm useful. I don't think the people listening know how much of the soundboard I edit out after we record. Like, we finish recording. You know, we hit hit the record button. You know, we do our thing. You throw in four million sound effects. I'm just continuously pressing buttons at random. It's like a million monkeys <laughs> at a million typewriters. Mm-hmm. And then I say, hey, honey, good job. And I pat you on the back and then you leave. And I have to sift through this and delete so many sound effects. Hooray! Yeah, no, so many, so many. All right. So um, we got notified that our room at Pop Century is ready when we were still at Universal. I, on this trip, so we were like, all right, we because we had very little planned at Universal. So it's like, all right, it's hot. Let's make our way over to Pop Century. Um, on this trip, I did not pack our magic bands because I knew it was, I was like, it's going to be what? 100 degrees. No, like you don't like to wear them. The kids don't like to wear them. And so then I end up holding three magic bands and then wearing my own. And it's a big pain. And so I knew the idea of 
the Orlando summer weather combined with a plastic and rubber inch thick bracelet that you know is made on the cheap. We're not using like some fancy magic rubber here. I knew that was just going to be a sweaty, unpleasant nightmare. <laughs> and so from day one, I went with their other option, which is the Magic Band Belt Loop. Oh, yeah, it's almost like a keychain, kind of like you stick just the center part of the Magic Band, and then you can attach it to your belt loop or to your keychain or whatever. Um, and I've seen those around Disney shops, but you're like the only person I've ever seen actually I've use one of those. I've never seen anyone else use one. And cast members have commented on it when you use it. But we didn't bring those with. I didn't bring any of it with. My thought was I'll use our phones and the key to the world cards. Um, so you, when you check into a Disney resort, you can go to the front desk and get a key to the world card. It's essentially like a hotel room key, but it's also, it's got all your account stuff on there. So it has your park tickets. If you purchase Genie Plus or Lightning Lanes, all of that's on there as well. Um, so I was like, yeah, no problem. So we get to the hotel and I go to check or I go to go into our room, not check in because I checked in online and Magic Mobile, which I had set up on my phone, didn't work. <laughs> but it's it. I couldn't get into the room. And so after like the whole thing at Universal where I had issues checking in, I was really annoyed. It was like 400 degrees. And you and I are pretty good. Like we don't we don't like snipe at each other. We don't like that's just not our relationship. I think we're pretty good at communicating. But I like I could feel myself getting short. Like I was just so annoyed that I had to walk all the way to the front because our room was not anywhere near the lobby. So I had to go to the desk and so I stand in line, which was very annoying. And I get up there and they don't have, he's like, oh, we are uh, almost out of key to the world cards. I can't give you cards for your whole family. Fail too. Yeah. Yes. Fail too in like a matter of minutes. So I was like, okay, but my phone isn't working. So what am I supposed to do? So he went and talked to his, he's like, let me see if I can give you some. He's like, we all, we have very few. He's like, so we're not supposed to be giving them away unless we absolutely have to. And I was like, well, I literally can't get into my room. So. so they both, so they used to just, when you were going to the resort, they just mailed you a magic band. Yeah. Um, that was pre-COVID. Yes. They would just, if you had um, a Disney resort set up, you would get a magic band for free. And they stopped doing that fine, but when they're like, we don't, you know, Magic Mobile on my phone was failing and I couldn't get a key to the world card. I was like, well, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do here. I tried it as well. The, the Oh, did it work the for iPhone you? The iPhone thing. It did not work for me. Ugh. We've tried it in the past. We've never gotten it to work. And I we both it. have the iPhone 13 Pro, Triple Max. Yeah. And all my large. app is updated. All of that. Yeah. We had two rooms. I got it to work on one of the rooms. So I did get it to work a couple of times on one of the rooms. The I, other room, have a never. Room key that sometimes works. Ex well, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it is like right off the bat frustration. It wasn't great. No. So he went to talk to his manager and he, so there were four of us, two adults, two kids. I wanted four key to the world cards because I figured I knew we had Genie Plus. I knew we were going to be purchasing Guardians Lightning Lane. Like I knew all of this. And so I wanted the cards. He's like, I can only give you two. My manager allowed me to give you two because you have two rooms. If we didn't have two rooms, we only would have gotten one. 
it was quite annoying. <laughs> so I made, I was like, all right, are, is my phone going to work for the tickets? And he, like I showed him how I had everything set up. You know, I was able to add everybody's passes um, and tickets to the wallet on my phone. And if you don't know how to do that, um, I'll put links in the show notes. It's a big, I'm not going to lie, it's a pain. The cast member who helped me was very friendly and very nice and helpful. Like he was doing everything he could. Other than they were like, we don't have keys but that to wasn't, the rooms. But that wasn't his fault. He was like, we haven't received them. And I'm he's like, it's his fault. He's like, I'm if you come back, overlords it's not great. He was like, if you come back tomorrow or early the next day, I should have them. But like that, you know, that doesn't help me. That's not helpful at all in the moment. So the advice here is everything there is set up to use a magic band for cost-saving measures. I don't know. It wasn't a great idea. They no longer just give those to you. So we didn't see a ton of people with magic bands as a result. But don't play yourself. Do yourself the favor. Get the magic band no matter what. Because, like, everything falls apart without it. Yeah. I, the, so I will, people ask me all the time if they need a magic band. Magic bands are easier. I will 100% say that. And I think from here on out, I'm not, I've tried more than once to be like, I'm just going to use my phone on this trip to, like, to try it out. And, and it, it's unreliable. every time, yeah, every time I've done it, I regret it. I'm like, I should have just thrown the magic band in my bag as a backup. Should we count how many magic bands you own? I have several. Yeah, I do have several. Because, an understatement. Well, because when they would send them for free and then finally I started declining them because I was like, all right, I have enough. Uh, so when people ask me, typically I say, no, you don't need it because they're expensive. And if, especially if you're buying for four or five people, my At advice. They send them to you for free? They did. Yeah. My advice is typically get a key to the world card. Um, this I'm hoping I've never experienced this before where I haven't been able to get a key to the world card in the past when I've had issues with my phone. That's what I've done. I just go to the front desk. I say, can I get the card? And they give it to me and it takes two seconds. It's tough because if like if you're a family of five traveling, you're going to be spending a hundred dollars extra on magic bands. And I just don't think that's necessary. Now, when I when we went to the parks, I'm going to skip forward just a little bit. When we went to the parks the first day, my magic mobile failed again trying to get into the parks. My park tickets, they wouldn't work, so even though I was like looking at them on my phone. And she, so she's like, I can see them there. And so somebody had to come over and then they gave me a manager came over and gave me. Uh, key to the world cards for so eventually I got them for everybody but it was quite the hassle and not a fantastic start to our stay at pop century well the worst oh it's like pretty first world problem stuff so far yeah it just you know it was frustrating I think it was really really hot and we just I just wanted to get into the room and cool off for a little while you get into bigger problems later <laughs> yes we do get yeah, into bigger really problems later like I guess nothing. compared to the issues we have um later in the trip this really wasn't a huge deal but it was frustrating at the time i didn't i didn't have to deal with it I didn't yeah you didn't have to de- i was the one who had to deal with it I i'm the one like, who had well, to we're dumb we should have brought our magic bands uh so s- since we had spent the morning at universal and then you know messing with these rooms it was hot so we're like all right we need to cool off for a little bit so we went over to the everything pop store which is that's where like their um shopping is and their food area. So it's like a, another food court type of area. All of the resorts at Disney have that similar setup. Well, not all of them. The value resorts have that setup. All of the value resorts do. They don't all have nope, like not a, a, a C store and a cafeteria? No. Nope. That's a value resort thing. 
Oh. Yeah, yeah. They don't all have that. Um, so the setup, the way like the layout is on the value resorts, it's the same across the board. So whether no, it's you're identical. Yeah, whether you're staying at the All Stars or we Pop did Art of Animation or Art of Animation. And when we walked into the lobby for Pop Century, I was like, oh, this is the same. Yeah, building. they're all the setup is identical for all of those when you go into the <sighs> lobby. So you'll go in and it's there's like shopping, so you can buy souvenirs or even just um like just treats, goodies, things like to, to snack on, to keep in your hotel room, things like that. And Stuff then, you forgot. Yeah, yes. Toothpaste, things like that that you forgot. And then behind that is going to be like the food court type of area. So we went in there and everything popped because it's, um, you know, everything's it's like pop culture. And so they had fun, like hippy dippy tie dye treats. So we tried some of those. We tried some of the seasonal. Uh, pri- they had pride treats. So like a rainbow cake. So that was a fun way to cool off. Um, I I don't think the food court areas at the value resorts are the best food, but I pers- I enjoy it. I like it. There are several options available. There's convenient. It yes. gives you a lot of options. Mm-hmm. A ton of seating, a ton of options. Um, I would say it's, it was pretty equivalent to the experience and selection at Cabana Bay's. Yeah. Cafeteria. Yes, very similar. So you're getting you're you're getting good cafeteria food. Yeah, and the prices aren't bad. Like I was never like, oh my gosh, how much are we spending on a cheeseburger? Like it never felt overpriced. Um, so I always like stopping in there for treats or just like a quick lunch. You know, things like that. So after that, we were like, let's go to the pool Um, because it was, you know, brutally, brutally hot. And of course, when we we get in our bathing suits, we walk out to the pool just as we're walking out. I see the lifeguard locking the pool gate because of thunder and lightning. So we ended up standing outside like it was just one thing after another. But the summer in Florida, that is pretty standard. There's a thunderstorm that shows up. Every afternoon for 30 minutes. Yeah, it was just like the worst timing on our, like we waited and we hung out and we got snacks. We walked out the door. I watched her lock it and I was like, shoot, like I knew exactly what was happening. And shortly before this, I had to shoo a child away from my window. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Okay, let's talk about the rooms then since that, you know, we discussed it when it happened. Okay. Uh, and I will say, if you've never stayed at Pop Century or any of the Valley Resorts, the this like regular rooms. I'm not talking the suites. Some of the Valley Resorts have suites. Um, Art of Animation, Art, Art of Animation, and All Star Music have family suites. So I'm just talking the standard rooms. They're all basically identical. So if you've ever stayed at if you've stayed at one, you've stayed at any of them, essentially. So. Especially compared to Campana Bay. I would love to hear your impression because I've stayed at every Valley Resort. So I want to hear, you have not though. I want to hear your impression of the standard Valley Resort rooms. The room itself was was nice. I love the mattress. You're like, oh, nice. Faint praise. Question mark? All right. The fixtures in the room were pleasant. I had no issue with it. The mattress and pillow are great. And the sheets, which like that's my most important thing. Okay. It's a bigger bed. The rooms were small, where they they felt cramped compared to other rooms and compared to Cabana Bay. Compared it to Cabana Bay, was not as nice. They're smaller, just straight up as not. Yeah, like for example, Cabana Bay has a window to the outside. Well, not just a window. Cabana Bay has like floor to ceiling windows. Whereas the motel style room, the fundamental problem with it is your window is next to your front door. Is like face it. It'd be like if you just had a big window into the hallway at a hotel room. Right. So you have to keep it closed. Otherwise, like I experienced, (laughs) 
like some eight-year-old kid who thinks she's funny just stands in the window staring at you. I didn't like it. I wouldn't shoot her away. It was, he turned into like an elderly man shaking his fists, screaming, get off my lawn. It was really funny well, for could, me to witness. Like an eight-year-old kid and her mom but, was there just letting her be inappropriate. But it's not like you could start swearing and screaming. But also it's like, kid, you're about to see a 40-year-old man like changing into his bathing suit. So you may want to keep walking. And yet I would be the one with the problem in that No, situation. oh, no, no. It was just me laughing because it was, you know, funny for me to witness. No, you were absolutely correct in shooing her away from staring into our hotel room. <laughs> It was quite bizarre. But yeah, there. so the rooms, I like Pop Century. I like the updated Valley Resort rooms because before they updated everything, the Valley Resort rooms were not good. They were not good. And almost all of them are updated. I think one of the All-Stars still has a little more, I think All-Star Sports still has a little more updates. Oh, our blinds were broken. Oh, they yeah. They were, like, falling off. I for, yeah, so when you tried to shoo your uh, stalker away. So I had to, like, mess with that to get them <laughs> closed to where it would cover. But then you don't have any natural light. And the lighting in there wasn't great. Yeah, yeah. So it is definitely more of a motel style. One thing I do like about it, though, and especially because we did two rooms. We did connecting rooms again. Um, our room was just a single bed and a table. And then you can pull, pull down another bed so it's a pull-down bed where the table is. So in the kids' room, they had just the regular standard bed, and then I pulled down the other bed. And it's a full-size bed when you pull it down. It's not small. Probably, your room now has barely any room to move. Yes, yes. So if you do pull now, it like down... you pull it down, you've now lost that table, and it's bigger, significantly yeah. bigger, but you still have to deal with the two chairs. Yeah, yes. The two chairs are Which, still in the way. The only place that they would fit... You could try and jam it in the bathroom, or they go by the front door. Yeah, which you inevitably. And end we up, had like, issues really then awkward. when we would go in back into the room through the kids' rooms. If we well, had the stroller, stroller, yeah, that suddenly became an issue trying to like navigate around the chairs with the bed. So it's something now, to think about if you're sharing it, a space with your kids. It may sound like I'm being snobby here in complaining about this room, but I had just left a room that was significantly nicer and larger, was an actual hotel room. And it was the same price. And it was the same price. Yeah. I think as far as value resorts go, and I know not everybody's budget, you know, goes above value. And I, I totally get that. But I I would, I would say Pop Century is good if it's a small, so if you, it's just like a couple and maybe one child Pop Century would work. If you can do two rooms, Pop Century will, will work. Um, I I think as far as value resorts go, Art of Animation is my favorite because of the suites. But those are more money. So if you're looking for just a standard room, Pop Century is nice because it has the Skyliner. That's 100% a plus. The Skyliner is very convenient. Um, but I wouldn't do more than three people in one room. It says you can do four, but if you've got a stroller, if you have to pull down that other bed, it gets really, really tight. Really tight. I would spend the money on the suite if you other. can. Yeah. <laughs> four people in a room, there will be smells. Or if you need more space, but you're still in a budget, go to one of the All-Stars, but get two connecting rooms because the All-Star rooms are going to be the same. But it's less money and you can do the connecting. So I think that's kind of it just it depends on where you are, what your priorities are, how many people are in your group and your budget. So for me personally, art of animation's the top for value because of those suites. 
But I get that's not in everybody's budget. Yeah, the the art of animation suite, the art of animation theming, the fact that it's not set up like a motel. And you still get the Skyliner with art of animation. And you get the Skyliner. It's on the access. other side of Pop Century. Yeah, art of animation significantly better. That's my. F- it is my favorite value resort. But I get why Pop Century is on the top of a lot of people's lists. It's because you get that Skyliner as well as you know the inexpensive standard room. But it's a tight fit, so something to keep in mind. All right, so we did eventually get to the pool. They find we were like having drinks at. Um, gosh, what is the that pool bar? Petals. 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 The pool bar. This is another one where. We had had drinks at Cabana Bay. Their pool bar was nicer. And their pool it was bar covered. was like an actual bar, but it was outdoors. It yeah. felt like a nice Florida tropical bar. Yeah. Whereas this other one was like, hey, we got a cinder block shed. <laughs> and there's <laughs> oh a guy gosh. who makes drinks in it. It's But the drinks were great. I thought the drinks were better at Disney than Universal. They are. I agree. The drinks are better at Disney. I like the Banana Cabana. And that one they serve across Disney properties. I've seen that one. We had that one at Disneyland. That's one of my favorite drinks at the pool bars. It's tough because I think Disney does. But the, I'm still the paying parks. those luxury prices. Disney does the parks better. But Universal, that resort, like just to compare them, the fact that the prices are so close and we it felt like we got so much more for our money at Cabana Bay. So those value resorts were Bob Iger's baby. Right? Yes. Yeah. I just, I read Bob Iger's um, book recently. Ride of a Lifetime. He had such a funny story about, he was friends with... um, Steve Jobs. Thank you. Steve Jobs from Apple. And Steve Jobs is known for being brutally honest, I think is a polite way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is... (laughs) Even the guy who founded Pixar and was like, his friend said, hey, Steve, you are... He said, you're a brilliant businessman. You're absolutely awful at talking to people. Yeah. So Iger's um, good friend or was good friends with him. And so he tells this story in the book. He's really and proud. I, I don't know which resort it was, but he was like, I want to show you this. We built these amazing value resorts for families. And so he's showing them to Steve Jobs. And he's like, these are trash. Why would anyone want to stay here? These are garbage. And he's like, well, not he everybody. Was, Steve Jobs was straight up mad. Yeah. He's like, well, not everybody can afford you know, these deluxe resorts, they're expensive every night. This gives a family somewhere in like the $100 a night range, which is far more reasonable. And he's like, well, they're garbage. I'd never stay here. I don't know why anyone would stay here. I thought that story was absolutely hilarious. And that so I guess the point being, we might be we might sound like we're being a little harsh on the value resorts. But I think the reason is we had just stayed at Cabana Bay. Same price. Cabana Bay is also Universal's um, value resort that's the value resort that's one of their value resorts yeah and cabana bay and if you look up like the list of the best universal orlando resorts cabana bay is always towards the top of those lists so i think that says something that you can do value and have it be fun and cute and inexpensive but still nice still feel like wow i'm staying at a luxury resort destination. Um, all right. So we spent some time at the Hippy Dippy Pool. That's the name of the pool at our resort. I'm offended at that name. The Hippy Dippy Pool because it's in the 70s section. Can we talk about the... Th- How did you feel about the theme? I don't like the theming of the value resorts. I'm just going to be brutally honest here. I'm Art gonna- of Animation had I don't like real it. theming. 
Art of Animation is the only value resort that I am like, I like this theming. What I don't like is the theming feels lazy. It's just signs signs that are like... You know, it's um, literally the word gr- groovy. Groovy, is just yeah, on the yeah. Side. Or like sock hop, or I don't remember what we were in fifties. I don't remember what they were, but like you know, we swam in the bowling pool one day. There's a pool that's shaped like a bowling pin, and just looking around, it was like sock hop, doo wop. Like, like it's just very strange. Anyway, um, it's not a bad hotel. It isn't. Um, I thought the rooms were nice. They're just smaller. I thought the theming was not great. But I thought, like, the lobby area, I thought the theming was cute. Like, I liked the shadow boxes. We, I walked along with the kids and we looked did, at the I, stuff. I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the shadow boxes. It I was enjoyed just... the theming in the lobby. The price isn't bad. So, like, for the All-Stars especially, All-Stars are cheap. They're cheap. I'm staying at All-Star Music, I think. I think it's music. In August, it's like $100 a night. I mean, it's you can't beat that price. So for that price, I'm like, you can stick whatever you want on the walls. That's fine. And the thing with Pop is you have yeah, the $100 convenience. $100 a night in San Francisco, you could not stay at the travel lodge that I stayed in, in which my bathroom lived. Yeah, you can like hang out. I complained. You can hang out like under a bridge somewhere for that price in San Francisco. a night for a travel lodge. <laughs> That had an active leak. They're like, did you need a bucket? <laughs> did you want more solution. towels? Yeah. I came did back to my room. There was a, a bucket <laughs> and some towels. You're like, thanks, guys. I'm like, okay. Top-notch maintenance. Yeah. So for $100 a night in Orlando at Disney, you can't beat that. And so I appreciate that. And I get it. And Pop Century, a little bit more than the All-Stars. But you have the Skyliner, which is terribly convenient. Why don't we move on, though? (laughs) All right. So we did eventually get into the pool. It reopened. And even though the hippy-dippy pool is nothing special, which is another, I think, flaw of the Valley Resorts, you don't get water slides unless it's a moderate, um, a moderate or above. But I will say, you know, our time at the pool, I didn't hear a single complaint. We had a blast at the pool. You know, we got in the water and immediately everybody, there was no more snippiness. There was no more anybody being short with anybody. Um, We had a lot of fun at the pool. So that was an early night, though, because, you know, we were it was hot. We were tired. Um, So the next morning was June 13th. And I was like, all right, first day we should do. Actually, this was the night before I was like, we should do Epcot so that we can try and get the free virtual boarding pass for Guardians. Unfortunately, uh, with reservations, I couldn't switch anything around because reservations were sold out. I hate park reservations. Can I take a moment to just say how much I dislike park reservations? It was impossible to change our plans around in any way, shape, or form because of the park reservations. The first day was not good. Really, the first day and a half was not good. It gets better, but it was a struggle. So I was like, I want to switch it to try and get a free virtual boarding pass for Guardians of the Galaxy at Epcot. I couldn't change our park reservations. We have, I have a pass. You had park hopper tickets. We opted for park hopper this time because we were only spending two days at the park. We also opted for Genie Plus, again, because only two days at the park. But I was like, well, now uh, the odds of us getting a free virtual boarding pass have greatly diminished because you can't park hop until 2 p.m. or after. They drop free virtual boarding pass at 7 a.m. and again at 1 p.m. 
So you have to cross your fingers and hope that you can get into the park at 2 and then grab a virtual boarding pass at 2 p.m. And so like that's slim odds, you know, especially with how crowded it was. So because of that, we woke up super early on June 13th. I was like, we're going to Magic Kingdom because I can't change anything because all park reservations are sold out. I'm going to purchase a Lightning Lane. So I had to spend money on it, which I did not want to, but I had to spend money. We're going to purchase an individual Lightning Lane for Guardians, and then we're going to go to Magic Kingdom early. Like, let's get up and get out the door early. And so I did that. I was able to purchase it. And uh, we get out the door for Magic Kingdom. And you're like, I'm going to stop and get coffee. And I'm like, all right, I'll meet you on the line for the bus. The line for the bus? I've never seen anything like it. So it went through the entire bus queue. Then it continued down the entire length of the front of uh, the building all the way to the front entrance. So, yes. I've also, yeah, I've never seen anything like it. It was unreal. I have been to the parks on major holidays. I've been there for openings of things. We've Yeah, we're there for Galaxy's I've Edge. I've been, been there. there for Christmas, Thanksgiving. Yeah, I've been there. I was there on the 50th anniversary going to Magic Kingdom. I've never seen anything like it. So, like, it not only did it go around the building, like, it snaked a couple of times before the line ended at the other side of the building. I've never ever seen that before so i jumped in line and you i was like all right just wait inside with the kids because it was early but it was still already super hot it was well it's humid and a lot I, of humidity on this trip the, yeah with, humidity is and this was our the theme i think this was the first day that it was into the 90s like we're complaining about universal that was it had not actually hit 90s yet yeah it was pretty brutal we had more rain i think on the universal days which kept it a little cooler yeah but and while i'm in line more than one person was like i'm gonna hop hop out of line and get a cab or a lift and i tried to stop somebody i was like don't do it don't do it because if you take a lift or a cab to magic kingdom you're not actually going to magic kingdom you're going to the ticket and transportation center and then you have to get another line for the monorail or a ferry boat you idiot <laughs> so you're paying for a cab and then you're getting in another line. So I, I, just, I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. But people were hopping on a line for that. So I will say they had buses coming nonstop. Like the line moved, but it took forever. It was frustrating. We've dealt with Disney Transport being late before. In this case, I think it was the sheer number of people because there were a lot of just like non-Disney Transport buses, just like straight up coach buses yeah. that would pull up. So, you know, they were just like trying to add capacity. Yeah, and it didn't seem to make a dent. It really didn't. Um, and, you know, we were out there early because I was like, let's take advantage of early park entry. We can get in 30 minutes early. So we gave ourselves an hour before early park entry even started, and it didn't matter. We ended up arriving when the regular park opened. So it took us over 90 minutes to get from the the end of the line at the bus stop to Magic Kingdom, and then through security. It took us over 90 minutes. So our early park entry was gone. We didn't get to take advantage of it, which was really, really frustrating. At that point, by the time we got to Magic Kingdom, we were like, what is going on? And so we, I will say we tried, um, I have posted another episode where I discussed the hack. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, the hack, go and listen to that one. 
but we tried the hack that morning and it was on and off successful, but we were able to get some Genie Plus lightning lanes. So (laughs) regular park opened at nine, early entry was at 8.30 and we got in around nine o'clock. So then my tickets failed. Like it was just one thing after another. We finally get to the gates and my Magic Mobile fails. I mean, it just was this morning. I was like, this isn't a great sign. This is not a good start to things. Um, But once we finally got in, it was like, all right, let's do something we know everybody likes. So we ran over to Haunted Mansion. Love Haunted Mansion. Welcome, foolish mortal. And it was a posted wait time of 30, but it ended up being a walk-on. Which, yeah, I'm fine waiting 30 minutes for Haunted Mansion. Yeah, it, but it was a pleasant surprise tonight. But that, I think, was the only pleasant surprise that this morning. This is a good ride, too, if you're feeling really hot. Because it <laughs> usually has a low wait time. The queue is in the shade. And then the pre-show... It feels cool because the entire ride is in the dark and it, it, it's a dark ride. So, you know, cool. you say the queue's in the shade, but um, the re- the rest of our trip, every time we walked by Haunted Mansion, that queue was so long that it snaked well I've never past like, seen the cover. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> so it can be in the shade. It wasn't a lot of this trip, though. So us get, so I was like, all right, things are turning around. It was it said 30 minutes. This was a walk on. This is great. Nope. That was like the end of the good news for this particular morning. So I managed to get a lightning lane. Hold on. It gets worse. <laughs> it does. This is not going well. No, I managed to get a lightning lane that morning for Big Thunder, which is another one that's a favorite with our family. So Big Thunder Mountain. It's um, the wildest ride in the wilderness. Thank you for that. I was also able to get the hack to work finally when we were at the parks. And so I found, you know, I was holding both of our phones and I was able to do it. So I was starting to like be able to grab more lightning lanes at this point. The problem was they were all like for further out in the day. It was only like 9.30 at this point, 10. And I was like, it's super hot and it's way crowded. And so I knew I was like, later in the day is not going to work for us. Like a 2 p.m. lightning lane isn't going to work. Like, Oh, hell no. There's no way we make it. So we did Big Thunder Mountain. We did Dumbo. So like we did a few lightning lanes. And at that point, it was 1030. Oh, we did uh, Winnie the Pooh standby. And I didn't want to waste my time doing Winnie the Pooh in standby. But the five-year-old got scared on Big Thunder. And so this was, you know, because she was scared. We were like, we were all like, all right, we'll do it. But yeah, it ended up like legit being a 30, 35-minute wait for Winnie the Pooh. But after that, it was like 1030 and wait times for everything. Everything were minimum 45 to an hour at 1030 a.m. It's pretty grim. Yeah, for it to be that. And it was so hot. I was just like, I'm drenched. I just... it was one of the most unpleasant um, feelings <laughs> to be just that sticky. And what if you took, what's your, your anti-boob sweat stuff called? Oh, yeah. I've, oh, I, I'll have to look. I don't know what the name is off the top of my head. Yeah, I have but it, like, straight cream. Up says, like boob cream on it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like anti-sweat breast cream. I'll put a link in the show notes because it's great. And people ask me about it all the time. But yeah, you you know, get the, that the sweat in, the in that area. area. And, yeah, Why and you, just, you could just rub that in like sun, like mix that up with suntan lotion or sunblock and then just rub yourself down with that. Do you ever feel like your deodorant is betraying you? Because that's how I felt this trip where I'm like, 
you know, this is my tried and true trusted brand. I just kept putting more and more deodorant and just, on, but then I was sweating. And so I was I like, felt like I could feel the deodorant running down my ribs. <laughs> I my deodorant liquefied into my pants. I f- <laughs> I think I need to change deodorant brands. You know, maybe like my armpits are just immune now. I'm committed to degree. Okay. I yeah. you know, I've been using secret for a long time. And What's the secret though? Clearly the secret's out because it's not working anymore. <laughs> it does not work. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just because it was 400 degrees Ew. and like 110% humidity. Uh, yeah. So by 1030, I was like, I don't think we can do this anymore. So, so we, this is one of your one of your important hacks and like the easy mistake everyone makes when they first go. Uh-huh. They try and jam as much into the day no matter what because they're like, I need that. I got to max out my value. I get and it. All you end up doing is torturing yourself. I get it because it's it's not cheap. It is not cheap. Here's the thing, though. It's also a recipe for disaster. We, so you were like, let's stop and get food. And you wanted to stop. You wanted to get food at the park. And we didn't have any sit-down reservations. And I was like... Oh, hell no. Yeah, that was me. That was me. I was not about to fight for a table at, like, Pecos Bills or whatever. Like, it just wasn't... I'm like, nope, not doing it. Not doing it. So I suggest we hop on the monorail... And get lunch at one of the resorts. And this, I think, was the best thing we could have done. We took the monorail over stand clear of the to the Polynesian. And Kona, um, Kona Cafe does a quick service version. And so we were able to mobile order and just sit in like the giant comfy chairs at the Polynesian and eat sushi. This is such it was wonderful. a brilliant hack. Because the other resorts are so fun. And they all have different food, and they all have different things to offer, different theming. And you don't have to fight for a table like you do at the Magic Kingdom. Now, if you do quick service at Kona, there aren't, like, tables so much set up. Like, there's some um, seats over, like, by the window, like, higher kind of seats. But we just grabbed, like, the big comfy chairs that they have in the lobby area. And we looked out the window at their amazing pool with a water slide. (laughs) And we could see the castle out in the distance. And the food was so, so good. So it ended up being a great way to step away. And I think I agree. Like people do try and jam pack everything in. And when it's that hot and you're that uncomfortable, you can't do it. Yeah. If you're offering me, hey, do you want food and air conditioning? (laughs) The the answer is always yes. (laughs) And then everybody felt better after that. So I was like, all right, here's what we're going to do. So starting at like the moment we scanned into our last lightning lane, I started thinking about what our evening was going to look like. And so I started grabbing lightning lanes through Genie Plus for our evening in Epcot. So we had lunch, then we went to the pool. And that whole time, every two hours, I was grabbing lightning lanes for Epcot. And so when you're grabbing lightning lanes for Epcot, and again, listen to the other episode where I talk about uh, the Genie Plus hacks, because I touch on this and that as well. Um, But start with the rides that you see wait times going up faster. So like Frozen Ever After is going to go up way faster. So that one you're going to want to grab earlier if you can. So just look at like what are the wait times? Like those rides will sell out before you get there in the evening. So grab those ones early. Start with that. So that's what I was doing. We went to the pool. We had lunch. We went to the pool. And every two hours, I'm stopping to grab lightning lane rides. And so that was kind of our our afternoon plan. 
So I got several lightning lanes, Spaceship Earth, Living with the Land, Soren. We had um, paid for a Guardians. So it worked out really, really nicely. And again, everybody got to cool off. How much to pay for Guardians? I believe Guardians was 14 per person. Ooh, brutal. I know. I was not happy about it. That was not dollar, something I was planning bills, on paying for. So I was annoyed. Paying for a ride. <sighs> Now that's I'm very much people against like to it. say like when Disney World first opened, it was you know like seventy five cents a ticket. Yet to get in, you had to pay for every ride. Yeah, well now it's like now we're hundred something it. a day, and you have to pay for the ride. I mean, you don't have to, but if I wanted to ride Guardians, I was left with no choice because I couldn't and change as a Disney blogger, my park reservations. Oh, so it just irks me. It irks me. It really, really does. Um, I really, I should have checked my park reservations earlier, but at the same time, park res- it's silly. Nobody else does park reservations anymore. No one. So I <laughs> like it. I hate it. I hate it. I don't care what they like. I don't like it. All right, so what do you think of Guardians? I Disney loved, Dan said it was a barf coaster. Loved it. I don't get that at all. Nothing about it made me barfy. I don't know. I will admit I don't really get motion sickness like you do. The things Star Tours has done it to me a couple of times where I get off. and I'm like, woo, I'm dizzy. Not every time, though. So I don't know what it is about it. That Star sometimes Tours it does it. want to throw up. And sometimes it doesn't. Ratatouille, that one, um, I'm hesitant to go on again. I'll do it, but... Other people have said that too. That one, like that one, really, really got me. As soon as Ratatouille. there's 3D glasses involved, I'm like, mm, hold up. Yeah. Um. We and we didn't do Ratatouille this time with the kids, but if they wanted, if that was one that they were like, yeah, yeah, I want to do it, I would do it again. But I would make sure that it's like nowhere near meal time, <laughs> and like, do I have a break afterwards in case I need to sit down? Like, I try and plan it out because that one really got to me. Guardians. A totally empty stomach and a totally full stomach. Both a recipe for disaster. <laughs> you want a light meal, wait 90 minutes, then go. Guardians was the most fun that I have had on a ride in a long time. That is quite the endorsement. Oh, it was so much fun. Absolutely a blast. So you didn't do it, and the five-year-old didn't do it because she gets scared. And I think it would have been – she would have been okay on it, but I think it would have been too much for her. Um and then this way, like, I could enjoy it without having to worry about her. So I did Guardians. You know, it's hard. She's five. And the Imagineering, this, the practical effects on these rides are so good. It is indistinguishable from magic, especially if you're five. Well, and also, she, <laughs> she's five, but she's, like, as tall as a seven-year-old. So she's able to do a whole lot of rides that maybe she's, like, mentally not there yet. <laughs> just because she's super tall. Um, but so you you and, and the five-year-old did not do Guardians. I did it with the 11-year-old. And we got on, and so they play different songs, like each ride. Our song was Conga, uh, Miami Sound Machine, Gloria Stefan, which growing up, I thought Gloria Stefan was like the coolest person ever. I freaking loved Gloria Stefan when I was younger. I mean, I still love Gloria Stefan. But so that song came on, and both the 11-year-old and I started cheering. Like at the same time, we're like, yeah. We both started cheering and just the whole time, smile on my face, like arms up in the air, just a lot of like, woo. It was just so much fun. Be cool about it. Oh, I can't. I can't be cool. I'm going to dork out about it because it was so great. That's you. <laughs> it was so fun. We, we cheered. We loved it. I didn't want it to end. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, 
So it's not, there's no 3D glasses or anything like that. The screens themselves, I don't think would make you barfy, but your, your coaster, your car rotates. So it's a coaster, but it's not like a roller coaster where you need like a shoulder harness or anything like that. Like you're basically sitting in a large seat. So, you know, I was sitting next to my son and like we had a lap bar over us and like you're spinning, but it's not. So I'm in the dark spinning disoriented and there's screen simulating. Motion. I didn't. F- I don't know. I didn't feel I'm not into this. disoriented. It was just like you're rotating one way or the other as you're going down the track. I don't know. I guess if spinning gets to you, this, uh, which it does to you. <laughs> I would blow chunks. I don't this. think you're like at no point did I feel like I was like fully rotating when spinning. What if people like you mover were spinning right left? The people mover does not make you queasy. <laughs> um, we are skipping ahead, though, because we did several other rides first. Like I had to run to Guardians because we I managed to get so many other lightning lanes ahead of time. So Spaceship Earth, Living with the Land, Soren, we were able to do in the afternoon before Guardians. And then after that amazing ride, we had uh, Rose and Crown for dinner. Yeah, the English pub, which I was desperate to do because we went. I got to stop in at Christmas, which was super cool. <laughs> we sat in the dining room this time instead of just the bar. Um, yeah, the we, bar's the real experience. If you've done the bar, the bar's fun, and you're worried that like you're missing out, the bar is the experience. Well, if you like British food, I love fish and chips. That's one of my favorite like meals in general. So for me, I was like, yes, fish and chips. Um, we were super late to our reservation, though. I felt bad be- just because I, I was like, well, I'm not missing Guardians. I paid $14 to go on this ride. I'm not missing it. So if you miss it, do you lose that on your money? Um, I, You know, I'm, from what I understand, if you have dining reservations and it causes an issue, you just like show either your receipt or your reservation to the cast member and they'll let you ride. I personally have not done this, but that's what I have been told to do. So like... Because lightning lanes and stuff, like, a lot of times you're just assigned a time. Now, when you paid for um, the individual lightning lane, so, like, Guardians, for example, you get to select your time from available times. But, obviously, that's it doesn't always work out where you get, like, the, the time slot of your choice. Sometimes you just get what you can take or you get what you're assigned. Um, but you just show a cast member your receipt or your reservation and you should be fine. But they were very nice about it. I was super apologetic for being uh, late. And then they sat us outside, which, uh, as, uh, as I said, it was like, what, six, seven hundred degrees? It was awful. But they were very when nice. When they said outside. <laughs> like, what? You know, we asked the server, though, if he would move us. And he was like, let me see what I can do. And he went and talked to the host and he managed to get us moved. So we uh, left him a nice cast compliment and a little bit of cash because it was so tip people who out. are nice to you and go out of their way and leave cast compliments for people who are nice to you and go out of their way. And I was so worried that we were going to have to eat outside or give up our reservation, which that's what I was going to do. That when he was like, oh, I can I can get you inside. I shoved 10 bucks into his hands. And that guy was so he grateful. He was so grateful. And he said, you have no idea how much this helps. Yeah, well, and it's, that disturbed me. It's a t- you know, I being a server is a very difficult job, and I think especially these days where people are a little um, they don't know how to act right. Yeah, yes, that's the nice like, way I to spent put it. A 
indeterminate amount of time in my house. Yeah, yeah. so we all forget how I'm, to be human. I can no longer engage in the social contract. I can only imagine how hard it is. And his tables were all outside. Like, this poor man is spending a good portion of his day running around with hot food outside, dealing with people who maybe aren't being so nice to him. So... Tip if you can, if it's in your budget, uh, leave cast compliments, definitely 100%. You can do that in the app, which is really nice. There's just like a button where you can fill out a cast compliment in the app. So there's no excuse. They make it so easy. So we did both of those things for this nice gentleman because he went out of his way to go find us another table that was inside in the air conditioning. Anyway, so we had cider and ale and fish and chips and scotch eggs and you know, we were so hot, we had to pay a man to bring us an air conditioning <laughs> to then just eat like hot, fried hot, British food. Hot British food. <laughs> uh, you know, so when we we're sitting at the, I was really glad we moved inside because it started pouring like crazy, crazy storms outside, like sideways rain kind of storm. So I don't know how that would have gone if we had stayed outside. I mean, the area was covered, but only so much. You know, I wasn't paying attention because I didn't care. <laughs> well, I will say it came back. That rain came back to bite us right after dinner. So our meal was delicious. Everything was wonderful. And we're like, we're right by the Skyliner. This is perfect. Wow. This is really worked out for us, hasn't it? It's so lucky and so fortunate. What, you know, what, what a great day that we're right by the Skyliner. Nothing could go wrong. <laughs> Famous last words. Yes, we go down to the Skyliner to go back to our resort after dinner. Yeah, they were like, oh, because of the storms, the Skyliner's down. We don't know how long it's going to be down. You can either wait here. What's the risk? That it gets hit by lightning? I don't care. Strap me in. Let's roll. (laughs) They were like, your options are, this is what they told us. Your options are, you can wait here, but we don't know how long it'll be. We have to wait till we get the okay. Or you can walk to the front of the park and get a bus. And so we talked about it. And there were a few things. We did what they told us. So, but there were, I mean, we had a discussion about it and there were a few things we could have done because I was like, well, maybe we should wait it out. Pray for death. We, we also could have walked to a beach club to get a lift. I mean, that would have been another option. Somebody later told me that buses go from beach club to Skyliner resorts when the Skyliner's down. I have not independently confirmed this. But uh, I guess that is an option. So if the Skyliner's down, maybe ask a cast member if that is an option for you. You know what? That'd be quite the thing to make up with no personal Yeah, I'm not saying that they're making it up, but I'm just saying I have never seen it. Um, But this is something that somebody told me. So so we discussed it for a minute, and you were like, we brought a Polaroid camera with us. So cool. I got it at a flea market for 10 bucks. Yeah, it's so fun. I had always wanted a Polaroid camera, so when I spotted it, we were like, ah. Then I discovered the film is $2. Yeah, the film is more than the camera, than what we spent on the camera. Anyway, so we were taking like fun Polaroids, and we had not gotten one with Spaceship Earth because we wanted the castle. We wanted Spaceship Earth. So you were like, you know, it's no big deal. Let's just walk to the front of the park and get that photo. And I was like, yeah, yeah, good thinking. (laughs) So it's a long walk, but I was like, it's not a big deal. So we walked to the front of the park. Well, because of that storm, the air was so thick. I mean, you could almost touch it. It was gross. And I'm pushing a stroller. This is a bad adventure. Oh, it was so hot and so humid. And I'm pushing a stroller and so crowded. The rain stopped no one. No one. Everyone was like, nope, we're staying here. Don't care. And there's still construction going on. Oh, yes. You're like weaving around the construction walls. 
So we get to the front. We take a Polaroid. And now I'm like, I wish we hadn't taken that Polaroid because we finally get around to where the buses are. And because buses don't run from Epcot to Pop Century regularly, because there's the Skyliner, it's like the farthest bus stop possible. Yeah, I when see, we found that like terminal cast member. He was like Pop Century. Not uh, that he was dying, that he was in the bus terminal. Yeah, yes, the bus terminal, not not terminally ill. He was like, when I was like, oh, where's the Pop Century bus? He's like, Pop Century? Like, I was then crazy. You had to say, the Skyliner's I was like, down. well, the Skyliner's down. And he's like, oh. He's like, oh, it's that one over there. But, you know, it might be a while. So we start walking. I see the bus pulling away. If we had gotten there a minute earlier, we would have made it on Maybe that if bus. We screwing around with the Polaroid camera. I know. Oh, we would have made it. Oh. So I, I knew. I was like, we're going to be waiting on here a while. So again, I consider, should I call a lift? But... I, you know, I didn't. I was like, I don't know how long a lift's going to take. Then we have to walk over to where the lifts pick up. The bus could come in that time. Like, it's all just a matter of luck at this point, what you decide to do and how you decide to handle it. So we're like, we're just going to wait it out. So it was us and like... We chose wrong. We did choose wrong. It was us and like another, like an older couple and another family. And I don't... No one spoke like often you know in the lines you just kind of chit chat with whoever yeah, everyone was like looking for yeah we were like everyone was basically like don't look at me don't talk to me i'm just gonna be a puddle over here <laughs> so we waited how long do you, how long do you think we waited 20 30 minutes no it was at least 30 minutes three four hours five and it felt like three, yeah four it hours. felt like it felt like forever and well, we'll put it this way i watched the sunset <laughs> while waiting for this bus at right like at one point you looked at me and you said something along the lines you're like well i didn't think this was how it would end but here's how it's gonna end waiting for a bus it's over waiting for a bus i I said i didn't think i would die waiting for a bus (laughs) but here we are and then we so finally the bus comes we were all like all like us the other people there we were all like oh my god oh my god the bus and he and you it can was tell like we'd been rescued from a deserted <laughs> island. <laughs> you can tell, like you know, when you see like the condensation, you're like, oh, that baby's got that AC full blast. So we like, you know, scurry onto the bus, and the bus driver makes some stupid joke. It's like, oh, it's five dollars per person. I was like, sir, I will give you everything in my purse. Do you want my wallet? She just let me on this skip bus. Skip a beat. It was no. what I said. What is it? Five or fifty a person? Just tell me. We'll pay it. Let's go. <laughs> yes. And he let was us. like, "All oh. right," and just got in the driver's seat. <laughs> he was like, "Ah, these people aren't messing around." <laughs> yeah, it was so hot. So, um, sir, I'll give you all of the money in my wallet to leave here. <laughs> I was like, "Take it all." Do you want my firstborn? Oh, wait, my firstborn didn't come. You can have my secondborn. He's right here. Take my child. It's fine. I can make another one. It's fine. You you are a factory for making more. Oh, yes. It's quite so, the trick. <laughs> I was so, like, I would have kissed that bus driver if it wasn't wildly inappropriate and sexual harassment. Well, and you're also disgusting. And he probably would have been like, gross, take a shower. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you disgust me. You sweaty monster whose deodorant clearly doesn't work. So there's like boob cream stains all over your shirt. <laughs> so anyway, day one, uh, total cluster. It was quite the adventure. Now I will say, I will say, I still had a good time. It just wasn't um, 
my typical experience. And what I kept saying that day, like over and over, I said this, I was like, it's fine for us. I feel for the people who were there that day who have probably like maybe never been or will probably never come back. And they're like, this was my experience. But the people who don't know, like that's really, I felt very bad. Like the people are like, I'm going to cheat the system and take an Uber. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, you know, I felt really bad that woman and it was me and somebody else in line. It was like the guy in front of me in that bus line. He was like, no, no, no. And then I said something. I was like, it's going to take her to ticket and transportation. He's like, yes, thank you. Because he and I like had watched multiple people do that exact same thing. So he and I were talking about it. He ended up being a very nice person who held my stroller for me because I had to stand on that bus. So he's like, let me help you out. And he took my folded stroller. So he was a very nice guy. But yeah, so that's who I really felt frustrated for. So it was okay. It was just a weird, weird day. So we went back and like took cold showers and just passed out in bed oh, that, that evening. A good shower. Yeah. The best shower ever. Put on my quote unquote deodorant. It maybe or maybe it doesn't work. I'm not sure. Just to rub the boob cream in the pits. I'm, you know what? Just like, it's like I a might band. have to. I might have Goes to cross. I'm going to put a link for that boob cream because so do you know how many people ask every time I talk about it? I get so many messages being like, send me a link for that boob cream. <laughs> I, too, have sweaty boobs. So you're really doing a service here. I am. By I'm trying an issue. That you know, has been nobody. Previously it's taboo. Under wraps. It's literally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a for real problem. And we're going to fight it one boob at a time. Wow. Okay. So let's talk about our next day. This was June 14th. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please, please. Thank you. Okay. June 14th, Hollywood Studios. So this day, you know, initially I was like, oh, we should get up super early. I could, I just could not do it after the, the night before. Um, then that's not to say we slept in, but I was like, I'm not going to push myself to be there for the 30 minute um, early entry. So our goals on the Hollywood Studios day was to get there by park opening and to do more like family stuff, stuff that our daughter could do. So we get to Hollywood Studios. We take the Skyliner. That worked beautifully this time. We're standing in line to get into the park and the line was super long just to scan your tickets in. And a cast member tells me like, oh, you guys, your line's over here. Go stand over here. And I was totally oblivious, but you were listening in. Apparently, I was causing some controversy. This woman was like, I don't know where that lady thinks she's going. That's not in line. It's not in line. She's not in line. That's not, she's not in line. And where does she think she's going? What does she do? But she wouldn't say you were cutting just everything but. And I'm like next to this woman listening to this. And it's like, have you never been here before? Every entrance, (laughs) there are two sets. There are yeah. four scanners. Yes. Yeah, so it's almost. And the cast member told you to do it. You claim. Yes. I didn't she see did. This. So I didn't see it wasn't this. just me. It was like everybody in front of me, too. She was. So the cast member's like, your line, because I was going to go one way. And she's like, no, 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 no. Your line goes this way. You go over here. So if you've never like scanned into the parks before, there are four like beacons or whatever they're called total. And they they make almost like a wide V. So, like, two people can scan in on one side, two people can scan in on the other, and then you walk in between to get into the park. So, it's it's essentially, the cast member was like, no, you're going to scan in on the right side on those two beacons, and then the people over there are going to scan in on the left side on those two beacons. 
But the people on the then left the side assumed I was cutting. And she That's was just, mad. At which point her husband loudly is you're almost at the front. So like within earshot of cast members goes, hey, lady, that's not a line. What? Like he's the line police. <laughs> so what's funny is I had been standing in a line the entire like my line just kind of shifted next to theirs. Um, so it's not like I got ahead or like, you know, moved faster than anybody else. I was standing in a you line were just in the back of this new secondary line <laughs> yeah. you claim that was an issue. I stayed, the person in front of me was the person in front of me the entire time we got in line. Like I was following the same woman with the same white shirt on. So I'm like, I, and you then whipped around before he said, Hey lady, I finally like, it, I just was oblivious. I didn't realize anybody was talking about me. And then I overheard, she's not in line. She's not in line. And I turned and like, they're looking at me. And so I politely said to like the people um, immediately next to me, I was like, uh, the cast member told us all to come over here. And the woman's like, okay. And that's when the guy goes, hey, lady, you're not in line or that's not a line or whatever he said. Yeah. And then I whipped around and kind of yelled back at him. And he was about to start again. And his wife shut him up. I'm not one to like start stuff. But if somebody yells at me, I definitely will snap back. I don't know. I don't want to. I I hate drama. I don't want to be a part of drama. But like, if you're going to yell at me, I'm going to stand up for myself. I am not scum. I stood where I was told to stand. I was told to stand there. So anyway, so you were making fun of me the entire time about cutting. Correct. And I want everybody to remember that because that's going to come back later. I think cut. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I wanted to do family stuff. So we decided to rope drop Toy Story Mania, you know, because I was able to cut in line and get in so fast. I was like, yeah, <laughs> Toy Story Land. <laughs> so we went over to Toy Story Mania. Then the, you flip Woody the Bird. I would, oh my gosh, I would never do that. Posted wait time was 70 minutes, 70. Um, it was only about a five minute wait though. Yeah. Because we were there, it was like right at regular park opening. Um, was when we got there. We missed early entry, but we were in like right at park opening. So 70 minute post wait time, five minute wait. And that's a fun one for everybody. I love Toy Story Mania. That's one of my favorite rides. Um, this day we struggled with the hack. So I really wasn't doing well getting multiple lightning lanes in the morning. Uh, but you know, that it was fine. We ended up doing standby for Frozen. I love the Frozen show. Um, just cause any chance I, I'm, I can't sing, I'm a terrible singer, but any chance I get to sing, I sing like it doesn't stop me. So I'm like, Oh, a sing along. I'm in. And the historians who tell the history of Arendelle are very funny. So I like that one a lot. We did stand by that. We did stand by Muppet vision cause it's AC, a lot of seating, you know, even though it was super early, it was already very, very hot, very hot. Um, but the lightning lane I did grab was for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Worth it. That's a good one. It is a good one. So we're scanning in the lightning lane and you and I got separated and I was with the kids. And would you like to tell what happened? Mr. I would never cut in a line ever. Would you like to tell this story? Well, so as, as people are filtering <laughs> like into the front fun of, of the theater, I went, through the, I went through the scanner and... Everyone was going to one scanner, but there were three of them, and, like, no one was using the other two. And a cast member waved me over, so I went through it. And that's where we got separated. Yeah, we got separated. Yeah. And so I'm standing there watching you, 
look for me behind you, assuming I'm behind you. And right. I'm like, Julie, Julie, Julie. And people are just walking past me, walking past me. I'm like, Julie. And then, so I just walk back and got you. Right. And then we start walking in line. And a woman in front of us turns around and goes, hey, I got separated from my people. There's one woman. Can they, can they come up here and cut in front of you? And I said, Sure. Let us go in front of he you. He did not miss a beat. Even so, this I woman. Yeah, I didn't mi- skip a second. It's funny because like her jaw hit the floor, but you know what? My jaw hit the floor too. Like I really, I tried to keep it together though because I was like United Front, United Front. And at first, my first reaction when you were like, uh, "Only if we we can go in front of you," I didn't. I didn't even. You just said it with an attitude. I said it matter of factly. Okay. I just yeah. No, he's right. Said, he's right. Sure. If we can go in front of you. Um. And then, so she stood there for a second, didn't say anything, but stepped aside, and then we walked. I watched her, I watched the gears turn, because she didn't know what to do with that, and then said, okay, fine. We got some sort of approval, and we walked by her. And at first, my first reaction was, I don't know that I agree with that. That was my first reaction. And then I thought about it for a second, because somebody else- well, exactly. When I was in the exact same position. Exactly. Because somebody else in her group was like, there were elderly people in our group. <laughs> but I was like, you know, and I didn't say anything because I was like, I'm not going to get in a fight right. with this one. But I was like, you know, you had no issues running past us when our five-year-old, you know, couldn't keep up. And you like ran, you know, and then ran past my to, husband. Yeah, and let people pass me. Yeah, because that that's how you do it. That's how line etiquette works. That's how you do it. If you run ahead... You know, you get in line, you get separated from your group because you're excited because this happens to me all the time because I get excited and run ahead. And then I'm like, oh, my kids are like five people back. You kind of have to wait. Like you have to be like, oh, and step aside and be like, oh, go ahead. I'm waiting for my people. Like, that's what you do. Or like you are a group. You don't run ahead. And then you have like one runner who sprints ahead and then holds up however many people for you to cut. (laughs) Not fair to anybody. It's ridiculous. And they I had, don't know why you would think you're entitled to that. They had, I would say, seven people. I didn't count, but I would say seven. At which point, once this occurred, they then proceeded to loudly criticize me <laughs> through the entire line, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Well, you know what really made like, it funny? You're upsetting a bad example for your kids. Well, my kid is oblivious and didn't hear any of that, so it's yeah. fine. You know what was really funny about it? Because I've done these rides, I know... I my mouth shut. Like, you know when they're like, fill in all the empty space... I know where all the doors and stuff open you know on these where to rides. Stand in the queue. So I mean, I was like, guys, stand over here. Like I knew right where it would. Like you watch the little short in the theater, and then you go, you know, into the last part of the ride queue. So I was like, stand over here. So we stood in the right spot. We were the first people through once they let everybody through the theater. So we ended up being like a mile ahead of them anyway. Yeah, we were like multiple train cars ahead of them. (laughs) At which point, once we were on the ride and it was leaving, then you shot them the double birds. I did not. I hate elderly people. Oh my gosh. You couldn't book me into Universal. This man does not represent me. That's what you said. I did not say any of this. (laughs) So anyway, I think the moral of the story here is don't cut. Um, listen to cast members. I was told to stand in that one spot. I listened to the cast member. Um, I probably should not have yelled back at that guy, but I felt like I had to defend myself. Don't trust the cast was, members. They'll just throw you under the bus. They'll throw you the under the bus. We were, <laughs> And you better have sharp elbows in the line because there's a lot of fast runners. <laughs> with if their, you get separated, let people go ahead of you. Can't keep up. 
if and you so get separated, get no, no. If you get separated, you let people go in front of you until your group catches up. That's the moral of the story. You know, I was. What's funny about that? She was mad. I was saying, yeah, you let them cut in front of all those other people. I don't care as long as you're standing behind me. That's, and she was unwilling. That's really it was funny. all or nothing. I just how quickly you came back with it. That her jaw hit the floor and mine did too. I never in a million years would have come up with that response. I would have just been like, okay, because that's what everybody does. And she knows it. She knows it. So she she can run ahead and she knows people are just going to let the six other people in her group cut ahead. Okay. So after Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, I was looking at... Which was the most fun I've ever had in that ride. I like that ride. Because I was on an utter power trip at this point. You're terrible. You are terrible. Um, I was looking at Genie Plus and the wait times were not great, or the return times, I should say, were not great for Genie Plus. So I decided to do the refresh method, which is something that um, our friend Allie, who we had a missed connection with uh, when we were at Universe, we were supposed to hang out with her and it didn't happen. But anyway, she promotes the refresh method and I love it. So I used to do this with FastPass all the time and it works uh, almost as well with genie plus so if you just keep refreshing the app now pin the rides that you're most interested in to the top uh, but just keep refreshing and often better ride times will pop up and so at hollywood studios one of the first rides that sells out or you know the wait times end up being like late afternoon is slinky dog dash i was able to refresh and get an almost immediate return time for slinky so at this point, it was like 1045, 1030, and I got an 1130 um, return for Slinky. So it was less than an hour return time for Slinky, which was amazing. That was such, it was great. So I grabbed Genie Plus at Lightning Lane for Slinky Dog, and I was thrilled because I didn't think we'd be able to do that one because that ride queue is a lot of outside. <laughs> um and it That's just all of that toy story land yeah it's rough it's a serious it's rough. lack of shade but the 11 year old really wanted to do slinky and so and i felt bad because i was like i'm not waiting 90 minutes outside for slinky so getting that lightning lane was a huge win so just refresh 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 and hope that a better time pops up and often they do so i was able to get that and while we were waiting for our return time you had some star wars business you wanted to conduct <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so what were your Star Wars goals? I got to go to Doc Ondar's, but only long enough to buy a lightsaber direct from the cashier and get out. Let's talk a little bit about it because I had never really put together. There's often a line outside of Doc Ondar's. And I was always like, you got to stand in this line to get in. No. And I've stood in the line to get in. But I think, well, during COVID, that was true. uh, You know, I think it's important to ask if there's a line, ask the cast member because both ways. Yes. Ask the cast member. That's what I did. Because you were like, I already know what I want. The cast member definitely acted like I was a moron in this scenario. (laughs) Well, I was like, is this line, I'm like, is this line for lightsabers or is this line just to get into Doc Ondar's? And she was like, uh, are you stupid? You know, it's funny. I heard two other when you were paying and I was kind of stepped away and I was standing in the store. I heard two other cast members discussing it. They're like they were discussing how it's not explained. Well, they were like, people don't. And it doesn't matter. She was like, it doesn't matter the words I use. They don't understand. And they were discussing the line been in there before and understand how that store is set up, which is not complicated. There's there are two cashiers. One is a lightsaber display. 
The other is everything else. As a general cashier. Yeah. Yeah. So ask because sometimes the line. If you want to handle a lightsaber. Well, sometimes I've also stood. So ask the cast member and they may or may not act like you're stupid, but it's better to ask. And it's probably because I was like the 400th person in the last 90 (laughs) minutes to ask. To be like, oh, also spine four. Yeah. No, I went A or B. I wasn't like, well, this is four. (laughs) Okay. So what did you, what did you get? Tell us about your, your Doc Ondar's purchase so i really did not want to buy a lightsaber sure sure and then i saw the cal kestis lightsaber and was like that is so sick you were like dang it take my money yes just take my we started throwing cash at them okay anyway (laughs) i need i need two more to fill out oh yes amazing how your tune changes so quickly (laughs) i don't know that i'll buy them from doc Mm, oh oh you're gonna take you're gonna take your business elsewhere i'm going to hasbro (laughs) okay so you were able to get your lightsaber and don't let him fool you he i watched him during this whole process he loved being in doc ondars i heard you talking to cast members about the store and asking them questions about the antiques up on the wall and he loved every minute don't listen to him he likes to complain i got to talk to doc he likes to complain don't listen to him so after you bought your saber uh, we got to ride Slinky, which you decided because the five-year-old didn't want to do it. And you were like, eh, it's too hot. I'm not up for it. But that was probably the fastest lightning lane wait that I've done. Like that one, I scanned my lightning lane. I went with the 11-year-old and we like walked onto the ride. It was fabulous. So that one we did. And then we were like, all right, we're toast. It's hot. Let's uh, hit the Skyliner. Was it operating this time? It was operating, yes. So again, we decided let's get out of the park for lunch. We'll hop on the Skyliner. We went over to the Riviera and we did a quick service lunch at Primo Primo Pato, I think is what it's called. Um, we wanted to go yeah, to Caribbean I, Beach. Did, I didn't know you spoke Italian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's like I'm fluent. We wanted to go to Caribbean Beach, but because it was so hot, their quick service location isn't close to the Skyliner, it would have been quite a walk, which is why we opted for Riviera. I mean, you could easily do Caribbean Beach if it's not, you know, a million degrees out. Uh, but we did Riviera, which the food was fantastic. It was The food was great. The environment is great. But so I like I opted for a kid's meal, which so that saved us cash. It was a lighter meal for me, but even like with the lighter meal. So I just got like the kid's shrimp, which was delicious. Um, But, you know, the kid's meal, I like sometimes just ordering kid's meals for myself because it's I often find I can't eat that much food, especially for lunch at the parks. So I got the kid's shrimp and it still comes with two sides. So I think I had like a fruit cup or something with it. I had a yogurt that I gave to our daughter. So it still felt like enough food, but almost half the price. So a good value, a nice way to sit in the nice air conditioning. And it wasn't crowded. No, it didn't feel crazy. Yeah, yeah, we found a table. It was no issue. Um, Back on the Skyliner for more pool time. Really, pool was the name of the game on this trip because it was so hot. So, so hot. So more pool time. And then again, the whole time we were at the pool, I was grabbing lightning lanes. So again, starting from lunch... I was grabbing lightning lanes. Um, and this night we were doing a date night. So we had an in-room sitter coming for to Pop Century to watch the kids so you and I could go to Magic Kingdom. So we ended up getting back to Magic Kingdom. The sitter arrived um, and we got back to Magic Kingdom around 6 p.m. So I had been – not only had I been able to stack lightning lanes um, – 
I was also able to split lightning lane selections because our kids weren't going to be there. So I would book one ride under my name and your name. So I'd get two spots under one ride. Then I would book another ride at the same time under the kids' names. And then I just took their key to the world cards and I would use those when we would check in for the lightning lane. And so it's a loophole. It's not against the rules. You can use somebody else's. This sounds illegal. It's not. This, since the days of FastPass, you can use somebody else's magic band, key to the world card, whatever. To oh, yeah. If I take someone's handicap placard out of their unlocked car and use it, <laughs> that's a crime? Correct. That is a crime. Using somebody else's lightning lane is not a crime. I disagree. So, <laughs> uh, all right, Detective Stabler. Well, uh, arrest me because I did it. And it was extremely successful. I think this is so illegal. Olivia Benson is going to have to get between us when I go too far in the interrogation room. Mm -mm. Nope, 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 nope. It's very, very legal. So I was able to get just in, just for the evening on our date night, eight lightning lanes total. You really pixie dusted yourself there by stealing the kids' uh, fast pass rides. I did not steal anything. I paid for them. I purchased their Genie Plus, and I did not break any rules. This is something that is allowed. So I just took full advantage of it. So between stacking the double-up trick, you know, the hack, and using our kids, on that particular day, we got, it was over 10 lightning lanes. I would have to go back and count. I'm guessing 13 or 14 total on that day. That was pretty nuts. So, I think after this episode drops, they're going <laughs> to... <laughs> they're gonna the ban hole. it <laughs> like wait a second it was it was crazy this so, crappy app is so slow it can't check for concurrency and we got good stuff too like peter pan was the first one that i grabbed because peter pan is one that um tends to sell out early in the day so the moment Life. i saw because it's a classic i love peter pan you can feel how you want about it the fact of the matter is that one sells out early in the day haunted mansion's a classic but they update it Peter Pan needs a fresh coat of paint. Uh, Peter Pan is charming, and there is maybe one problematic scene, but other than that, <laughs> other than that, I do greatly enjoy it. So that depicts the, an outdated racial stereotype. So I just kept an eye on it, and the moment I saw Peter Pan, like the the return time moving into six p.m. or later, I grabbed it. So I got Peter Pan. Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, Splash Mountain, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Voyage of the Little Mermaid, Small World, Haunted Mansion, and Big Thunder Mountain. Those were the ones I got in the evening. Um, Big Thunder Mountain did end up going down because there was more thunder and lightning that evening. So we got, you know, when a ride uh, goes down for whatever reason, you will get like an open uh, lightning lane. So we right, had already... First, we should take a moment. For as much as I've dumped on Disney World especially in the context of Disney versus Universal and doing those back-to-back. -back. Mm -hmm. Universal does have a, a fatal flaw to your plans. If it rains, a majority of the rides shut down. It's rough. Whereas yeah. Disney World, a majority of rides are indoors, so it just doesn't have that problem. Yeah, no, I think what shut down when we were there because of the rain was Big Thunder, Splash Mountain, and um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I think uh, probably a couple other... Um, I totally forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah. So there were even when rides went down, there were still a ton of options. So with our open lightning lane, we decided to do the Tomorrowland Speedway, not because it's like a fantastic ride or anything, but 
just because it's funny because it's impossible to steer those things i figured out how to steer it eventually because we had done everything else like literally all the other options we had done already so it was it was a good day like we finally if you're doing that ride don't stop in the middle of the track oh yeah the kid in front of us like clearly freaked out and panicked and just came to a stop. And I you ended him. Yeah, you weren't able to stop. Like, you tried to stop. We weren't able to stop in time. We hit them, which you're not supposed to do. Not that you did it on purpose. You're also but, not supposed to stop on the track. Yeah, yeah. So don't stop on the track. Um, but that was, it really ended up being such a fun night. Um, we got a specialty milkshake. It was like Haunted Mansion themed. It was like a blueberry milkshake with a donut on top. And just like... I don't yeah, know, I just a that. fun night. It was just a really fun night. Uh, and we went on Carousel Progress to cool down. Yeah. Always fun. I sit up front and loudly trash talk it. He did. I was like, I've Shh. done it so many times. I was like, be quiet. I love Shh. that scene at the end where grandma's in VR. Oh, yeah. Smart home. Yeah. And I was like, this, when did they update that? Like, I don't know. I would have to look and see what the you know, last time was updated. You know, funny how accurate but, they were. You know, yeah. yeah I think that thing they was updated like 1993 when our house was built. You Before know, any of these things existed. So, like, in that, they're, they're like, you know, the oven um, is, vo- is controlled by your device. voice. You, it's voice controlled. You muted it, but as we the were recording, voice controlled. as we were recording, our, um, I don't even want to say her name, our Alexa went off. <laughs> we have, I think, nine or ten of those things. Yeah, but, and house. we have them hooked so up. Annoying. We have it hooked up to lights, to the TV, like, to all sorts of stuff. Uh, well, and so we have, we have VR headsets. We have She's VR headsets. VR. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, voice controlling the Christmas tree, <laughs> which we do. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we have we use ours to turn on our Christmas tree. Um, and so the way I said, it's like wow, the car- when they attempted to predict the future, they got it right. It's just that like we have now caught up to what they predicted. Yeah. yeah. So they're now like welcome to the present. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they're like wow, a new millennium. It's like ooh, that already happened. <laughs> A while ago, we also oh we also watched the fireworks from the People Mover, which I enjoy it's doing. Fun. Yeah, yeah, I like watching the fireworks from the People Mover. You get okay. a unique perspective. Well, and you could get really cool video, like if it's timed right, of the fireworks going off over the International Speedway track. You know what's funny? Like when you're on the People Mover, you see because you know when you're straight onto the castle, it looks like the fireworks are directly behind the castle looks like they're like coming from the castle but when you're on stood behind the castle you know this yeah it's not true but that's how it looks but when you're on the people mover you see that like the fireworks are quite a distance because they they don't want to set the castle on fire (laughs) yeah so that ended up being a really fun night it poured 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 when we got out of carousel progress um and so we just kind of waited for people to make their way out of the parks which i thought I thought we waited long enough, but we didn't because we went out and that bus line was super long. But again, it was like one bus after another. So I mean, it was moving so quickly. Yeah, it was moving fast, but we did eventually get back to our resort. (laughs) Um, And that was it for that night. Uh, Our babysitter, though, was fantastic. She took our kids to roast marshmallows at the resorts. They did like a, a, a fire and marshmallows and stuff for the kids. She took them to the playground at our resort and she sent me photos of them playing board games. So overall, like that night, I really felt like it made up for a lot of the troubles that we had had the day before. Um, You're like, look, we're, we're struggling. We ditched our kids. 
We went alone. <laughs> Suddenly things got better. To the Magic Kingdom. We bought some junk food and everything was great. <sighs> everything was great. Remarkable. Oh, except now we're into June 15th where the trouble starts again. Again. This is not a Disney World problem. No, this is a me problem. Really? All right. So it was our departure day. Our flight was late after it was like four-ish, 4.30 was our flight. So my plan was we're going to sleep in. We'll have breakfast, just do whatever, pack, kind of take our time. Then we're going to drive over to Animal Kingdom Lodge to the Kidani Village, walk around, see the animals, and have lunch at Sanaa. That sounds like a wonderful, relaxing morning, right? That's not what happened. Uh, what actually happened was we did sleep in. We had breakfast. And then as I'm packing, I'm like, all right, I'm going to take the suitcases to the car. I start looking through my purse because we had rented a Turo. We talked about it in the first episode, part one. I can't find the car key anywhere. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, maybe I left the car key in the car. Because, um, you know, my car, I drive a Tesla. I don't, I just leave the car key in my purse and the car locks itself. And so I'm like, maybe. Maybe I, if you lost the key, use your phone. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, maybe I s- set it down in like the cup holder and got out of the car and wasn't thinking because my car locks itself. You know, yeah, I know. Yeah. These things happen. So I go out there with the suitcases and the whole time I'm like, please, 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 as I'm walking up to the car. The car was unlocked. So clearly, like, I did do something of that sort. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. I really don't. Um, This poor rental car. uh, Yeah. I mean, nobody touched it, but there was no key. I was, like, on the ground, like, looking under the car. I was in the car looking under all the seats. You took all of our luggage and put it in the passenger seat. (laughs) I was thinking that if, you know, it's an RFID, it's the, the key fob. Yeah. That it would work. I was if hoping, was yeah, if it was in the car, because then that would tell me. So I, I would that like, was clever. I put one suitcase, like I kept the other suitcases at a distance because I didn't want to like actually like start it if it was in one of the bags and then not know which bag it was. So I would like, I put first my purse, then I put, you know, one suitcase, then the other suitcase, then the backpack that we had, our carry-on backpack, and nothing was working. So then I'm like, all right, these are he- thick, heavy suitcases. Maybe it's not working, like if it's in a pocket or something. So I take all of our suitcases back to the room and I unzip them. And I had to go through. And I'm sorry, how hot did I say it was on this trip? Uh, I believe you've been claiming it's like three or 400 okay. degrees. Okay. All right. Three, 400 degrees. And also, what did I say about my deodorant? Not working, right? Yeah. I had to go through every piece of dirty clothes for a whole week that was jammed into the suitcase for four people and touch it's been marinating with my wet jorts mm, yeah. <laughs> yes oh yum God. ew i had to touch every piece of dirty clothes every because i had to when, make sure she's not kidding about the smell when you oh. open this luggage it oh. was like getting punched in the face i it, we're so gross it was Oh, it was one of the grossest things I've ever had to do. But I i mean, I had to do it. So I had to go through every individual piece of dirty, smelly, sweaty clothes. The smell was and like next level. Squeeze them to check Yeah, I was like, like touching and checking pockets and like kind of running them through my hands to make sure. Like, do I feel a key? Do I feel a key? So no we, key. At this point, we have fully committed to the fact, having torn everything apart and used this relying on the fact that the key fob should work even if it's just in the passenger seat. We know that it's not in the car and it's not in the luggage. It's not in our persons. No one has swallowed it. Like we just 
We have accepted the key fob is gone. It's gone. I vote we just ditch this car. Yeah, he's like... Just abandon it. He's like, I don't care. care. He's like, I don't care. Well, it's a Turo. It belongs to somebody. So I messaged the owner. where it is. Like, I didn't steal your car. It's not gone. It's right here. Well, so the response from the owner was surprising. I was... So I told him what happened. So I messaged him through the app. I said, I can't find the key fob anywhere. We're at Pop Century Resort at Disney World. Do you have an extra key? It took him forever to reply. He did finally reply. He goes, I don't know. Call a locksmith. I'm at work. And then says he doesn't have and an extra key. And I was key. like, well, do you have an extra key? No. He's like, call a lock. He's like, I suggest you call a locksmith. He wanted nothing to do with the situation. <laughs> I'm guessing he does have another key, but he didn't want you to know that. Or given the fact that he just left this car unlocked with the keys in it. I don't in think he cares. Parking lot. He is hoping this thing gets stolen. Well, okay. This car was beat i think this so this is what i think he the day before i got a message in the turo app and it was like hey this is so and so the owner of your car um it was like please make sure when you return the car tomorrow that you leave me a five-star review and then he said something along the lines of this is my primary source of income so the five-star reviews really help and if you look at his profile he had multiple cars so i think he just bought used cars i don't think he he personally drives this car so i don't think he cared no, it's not like he That's was like this is my car yeah i don't think he was like this is my car that i i used when it's not being rented i don't think he cared he was like either way like you're paying for it so just figure it out i don't care he was zero help so i'm in like full panic mode at this point so i'm like all right let's um, so I'm like reaching out to Turo. So we decided to take a lift over to Animal Kingdom because we had lunch reservations. So I'm on the phone with Turo and they're like, well, we can tow it to the dealership. And uh, eventually, like I, I was just so I was trying to deal with it myself because it was my fault. I was the one who lost the key. But I finally was like, will you please call a locksmith for me? I need you to. So you got on the phone with a locksmith because I was you like, idiot almost hysterical at this point i was so upset so you got on the phone with the locksmith What's to worry about? we're just gonna abandon someone's car <laughs> i didn't want to well i didn't know what that would cost me like if he had to recover it and get a new key i for sure would be charged through turo so i was like i need to know what this is going to cost and and that was a big question mark if i did that and that was my concern as well so you called a locksmith and they were like we can be out in an hour it'll be three hundred dollars to get you a new key fob barf $300 so we had lunch at Sanaa yeah yeah like we could have stayed at that nicer resort for that $300 (laughs) oh if I had like planned on spending that money which I hadn't um I could have gotten my lightsaber and my Boba Fett helmet for less than that key fob cost yeah 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 so we had lunch at Sanaa which was good and our wait like the waitress came over and I was still on the phone and I hung up and I was like, I'm so sorry. It's so weird. And I like just, I I don't know why, but I just like told her the whole story and she was very sweet and sympathetic. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. It's so weird for me to be on the phone in the restaurant. But I lost my key mom and I've been on the floor. She was like, hey, uh, the parking it happens lot. all the time. Yeah, she did. She, you know, multiple people said that to me. They were like, uh, you don't even know how often this happens. Um so, so our best guess is like in one of the many times you were frantically digging through your lounge fly bag for something yeah, that the key fell out. Probably. Probably. Well, an expensive lesson learned. 
But so we had lunch at Sanaa, which was good. And our waitress was very nice. And she was like, let me let me get you. And she like ran off to get me a drink so I would calm down. And a non-alcoholic drink. That made it sound like I was drinking at 1130 a.m. I wasn't. Like a Diet Coke and my bread service to make me feel better. Um, I was drinking Diet Coke. You stop it. So uh, we had to take a lift back over to Pop Century the locksmith came out and he too, he was because so I'm talking to him on the phone when he was he's like, all right, so where's the car at? And I was like, oh, well, we're in the 50s building. You know, we're over. And he was like, oh, by the by the bowling pin pool. Like he knew exactly. Yeah, because this happens because it the happens time. all the time. And so I was talking to him and he was I was like, well, I went over to the front desk, you know, when I was panicking and running around, I stopped by the front desk to see if they had it, which they didn't. And I was like, you know, they didn't have it. I was like, I'm going to fill out the lost and found. And he was like, oh, don't bother. He's like, they don't ever find it. He's like, they never find these car keys. He's like, I'm here all the time making new car keys. They don't ever find them. He's like, Universal's just as bad. And I will say that personally has been my experience. If something is lost and makes it to like their general lost and found, I've never gotten anything back from there. You have to get it before it gets to their general lost and found. Yeah, um, they're just cherry picking through the stuff they want to take home. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the system is. They're but... like, oh, sweet. Who wants a Nissan? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. In my case, it was like, who wants a, somebody else's used bathing suit? Mm. I know. I'm like, I want my bathing suit. I don't know why anyone else That's would want keeper. my bathing suit. <sighs> anyway, so it took a while, though, for Are him. poop cream stains? <laughs> it took a while for him to reprogram a new key fob. So, which get this, if you just have like a fancy theft proof car with a key fob, a locksmith could just show up and make a key for it. I mean, I had to prove that it was like I had to show him the rental agreement through Turo. He didn't just like I wasn't just like "Mm, that car. Like, I mean, I had to prove that it was a car that I had rented. But so you guys hung out in the arcade while I got to like sweat it out with the locksmith in the 400 degree weather is my punishment for losing the key fob but it took uh, yeah, a, i was you were dealing with that i played air hockey you played air hockey um it took quite a while for him to do it so by the time he was done we had to run to the airport and it, we're cutting it tight and in our hurry because i'm not the only one who loses things you left our daughter's stroller in the lobby of pop century <laughs> yeah you're a real clown I have never been so stressed about getting to the airport. It was it was stressful. And like we got there and again, so we had to just like drop the car in a parking lot and then I had to text the guy like it's in this row and leave it unlocked with the keys in it, which I was like, all right. But we took Spirit Airlines home. So it was Southwest out Spirit home. And when we dropped the luggage, the attendant was like, run, go, go, go. He's like, your flight's in an hour. Please go. Yeah. He's like, go, go, go. We got lucky. The TSA... Just happened to cut us. Uh, they happened to like open a new lane just as we were walking up. So that helped. Uh, but we got to the gate just like as they were boarding. And so I had had us seated. It was me and the kids together. And then you were in an exit row in front of us because you always are like, I need more leg room. I need more leg room. But like Andre the Giant's bigger brother was sitting in the middle seat. Yeah. So. You texted me and you were like, I can't sit here. And so we switched seats and you were not kidding. He was like the largest human being I've ever seen in my life. 
in those those spirit seats that really packing people in there. They're so, like, look, you guys are cattle. Get so I in this plane. Posted a photo just like of you know the leg room or whatever, and somebody on Instagram and somebody replied. And they were like, "What airline are you on? That looks like the back of a child's car seat." And I was like, "You are not far off. I'm on Spirit." So yeah, they were small seats. Typically with Spirit, I like to try and get the giant seats in front. Like I, I will just pay the upgrade to get the giant seats, but they were not available when I went to pick seats. I fly first class on the cheapest airline. On Spirit. I don't know that I would call it first class. They don't call it first class. You know, but I will say though, both Spirit and Southwest, flights left exactly on time. Flights were smooth. The flight attendants were great. Like everything was positive about it except for um, the seating arrangement on both, both flights. Except for the other passengers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If I could just get a flight by myself, that would be super, super. Yeah. That's spirit um, flight back. It was like 50% babies yeah. who were crying. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how are these, how are there so many babies here? Are there more babies than adults? How is, how is this possible? It's like a Rugrats episode. <laughs> oh, and... And you also left our child's inflatable booster seat in that rental car. Whatever. So that guy got a brand new key and a new inflatable booster seat. Not for him. For him, that's a positive. I don't know about that. <laughs> All right. So that was our very strange, weird trip. Um, We've been many times to the parks. Least successful trip by far. It was. It was. And that's not to say that we didn't have fun. I still had a great time, but it was... Um, was it our most ambitious trip? Was that the issue? I don't think it was. I'm looking for I really don't. At, like, Universal to justify. had its issues, but it was really just like, it was hot. It rained. Yeah. Like, that, it, it's yes. the weather. Yeah. Not a lot they could do about it. Right. So I think the nickel and diming thing is a whole different subject and i still we used genie plus this time because it was a short we were only at the parks for two days typically i'm like eh, skip park hopping skip genie plus but it was only a two-day trip or you know at least for the disney world portion it was only two days at the parks so that's why it was like in this case it made sense to me to spring for those upgrades i didn't mind spending the money on them i'm not thrilled with the nickel and diming but i think that's a different issue i think the issue is not Bob Chapek, I think the issue is we all sat in our houses for two years because of COVID and everything was a real nightmare. And now everybody is just like, we want our lives back. People we want to more... travel. We want to get out. We all have jobs because unemployment's down. Like we the want to get out. at a record low and people want more than ever to spend money on life experience. Yes, I will. So we were just saying the other day, I bought season tickets for Broadway in Chicago. So like the touring Broadway shows when they come to Chicago, I have season tickets for it. I had been considering for years buying Broadway in Chicago season tickets and I didn't do it. I never did it. I always had some reason. Oh, you know, Chicago's too crowded. Takes too long to go. Parking's a big house. Oh, it's too much money. Then None COVID, of those things are true. COVID happened. And I was like, why am I making excuses? I want to live my life and do these things. And You're I not think the only one is the problem. Yes. Ex and that's how people feel right now about a variety of things. And travel and Disney World are one of those things. So I think that's what's going on. I think we're probably going to see this for a while, you know, for a couple of years. I think the next couple of summers will look like this. But I don't think that's necessarily anybody's fault. 
Um, I it hate is disingenuous to complain simultaneously about the park's too expensive. Also, it's too crowded. Can't complain about both. Well, if then, you want fewer people in the park, prices have to go I, up. So I get that with regular tickets. I think the complaint is on top of regular tickets, you have upcharges. Yeah, I want it to. F- I had to pay twenty eight dollars for Tanner and I to ride Guardians of the Galaxy. That irks me. It, it really it, irks me. It makes it a bigger pain to budget for. It makes it less fun because you're worrying about you know, these one-time charges are not exciting. No, no. And the park is so expensive. You're like, what did I pay for here? Whereas Universal, we were able to, to you know, do things more on a whim and we were still very successful. You know, like, especially I think about our final day, the day we checked out of Cabana Bay and went to Universal. We showed up a little bit later. We had no real plans, but we still did a lot of stuff. And Disney World does not feel like you can do anything on a whim right now to be like, oh, let's go to Epcot instead. Like that first day when that bus line was wrapped around the building, any other time at Disney World, I would have been like, you know what? I'm not doing Magic Kingdom right now. I'll do Magic Kingdom tomorrow. But I could not change park reservations. I had no options. My Literally, my only option was to stand in that bus line I had no other options. UV index 11. UV index 11. So that I think that's what's bothersome about it. And that's not Bob Chapik's problem. That's a post-pandemic world problem, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully it will ease up soon. I think if like September travel is easier, maybe do that if you can swing it. But... All right, so do we have any other final... I think we went over Pop Century quite a bit, so you know I don't think we need to do final thoughts on Pop Century. Um, any final Disney thoughts? I think for me, Genie Plus, the app is flaky and frustrating, so I think having a plan and planning for your entire day versus just one ride at a time would be my takeaway from this and like really planning for like you know i was trying to plan for our evenings and date nights earlier in the day i think that was like my biggest takeaway with this trip um and genie plus it's the most crowded i've ever seen yeah start early so if you're going just be prepared know what you're signing up for yes i think knowing what the what it could look like and the possibility of a line wrapped around a building just mentally prepare yourself for it. And hopefully it doesn't happen to you. And then that will be excellent. But if you're mentally prepared for it, it's way easier. Start early, mentally prepare yourself, know your priorities. I think we're our big takeaways. What would you say to someone who says, well, you've just, you've gone too much. The novelty's worn off. And this has nothing to do with Disney World. This is just, you are jaded and cynical. No, I don't think I, I, I don't think that's true because despite the, weird stuff that kept happening i had a great trip i had a lot of fun i see it as this is something that's out of all of our control i i had a lot of fun too i don't know how i would feel if this was my first experience because it is so hard to not compare it to my past experiences that's yes i agree all of which were better that's my concern that is also my number one concern and that's what i I kept saying similar things when we were there and i think that's why it's important that you know we are up front and i don't think that it's us being jaded or cynical i think it's us being like listen things aren't always going to be perfect 
And so if you like know that like stuff like this can happen, like we had a lot of weird stuff happen in one trip. And I think the odds of somebody else having all of this weird stuff that happened to us happen to them in a single trip is low. So just we're that not being combo. We're not. Yeah, exa- it was a bizarre combo. So we aren't being cynical. I think we're being honest. And that is what's going to help you to set your expectations. Just know, like, if it's 100 degrees and like the air is so thick that you can like touch it. Just know, like, it's okay to take a break. Yeah. Like, you know, it's okay. Number three, if you go resort hopping and have lunch that way, which is faster, cheaper, easier than and still trying fun. to eat in the park. And still and fun. It, yeah, it's more fun. And yeah. you'll feel like a real pro. You'll be like, I'm a Disney pro doing this. Yep. That's way better. That is a better experience for less money. Yeah. And you're going to spend less time screwing around waiting in a big, hot, sweaty crowd with people all covered in boob cream. <laughs> That's just me. And then you go hit the pool. That's just me. Make some great memories with your family and then go back to the park when it's less crazy yeah, yeah. and less hot. Or if that Genie Plus. The key, but that's always been our strategy. Yeah. Or if Genie Plus is giving you a hard time because in the beginning I felt frustrated. And so then I just I changed strategy. It's like it can't just be a what's what works right now. My strategy has to be like what works all day. So it's like, all right, Genie Plus is being frustrating. So I'm going to grab something for tonight. And then I'll have like that'll be in my back pocket that I have this amazing ride that I can ride after I cool off at the pool, you know? So it's be ready to like change strategies and that's okay too. I think that is the real takeaway. It's not being jaded or cynical. Like the devil will come with sharp elbows and a smile. So (laughs) if, are you implying that I actually was cutting? If a, if a white woman asks if she could, if her party of like 18 people (laughs) could, they were a little slow. Could they just go in front of you? Say, Sure, if you can get behind me. <laughs> Watch, it'll be lots of fun. Oh. Defend your place in line. I don't think I can do that, but that's why I married you. You do that for me. I could just stand there. I don't have to say anything. I have you to take I have you to take care of these things. Well, it's they're acting in bad faith. This is a bad faith negotiation. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Okay, I think we're gonna end it here. So Go back and listen to part one about Universal if you missed it. Listen to the tips about Genie Plus and the Genie Plus hack. I'm going to put a whole bunch of resources in the show notes that will help you out with Genie Plus, pop century information, things to cool down. So like we used cooling rags, we used fans that spray my famous, my now famous boob cream. Um, I will put links for all of that stuff in the show notes. So oh, hey, those spray fans would be way better if you remembered batteries. Okay. For them. Well, you know, this was the trip of me forgetting and losing things and batteries were another one of those things. So. I wish they were rechargeable. All right. On that note, uh, I will see you guys in the parks.